I'm going to let you know right now, I did zero planning for this. I appreciate that. 100% off the cuff. I appreciate that. Welcome to the Beer and Loathing Podcast. Uh, Pete's voice might sound a little differently because this is not Pete. This is, in fact, Sam Pete. Unfortunately, couldn't join us today because I suck at scheduling things. And uh, here we are. So, Happy New Year. Uh, by the time you hear this, it will be the new year. Right now, it's not. But let's not worry about the present. Let's worry about the future in which this show takes place. Today, I'm joined by a man who I literally met in person for the first time about 10, 15 minutes ago and goes by the name of Pirate Mike. Hey! <laughs> and I'm just going to keep referring to you as Pirate Mike. You better. Uh, as the show goes on. Uh, Mike, tell us a little about yourself. Uh, you're originally from, I don't know if you're originally, but you currently reside in Minnesota and uh, are out here on a little visit, right? I am. I was uh, born and raised in Minnesota. Um, lived in a couple other states for a short while, Wisconsin for a year, Southern California for a year. Um, and I'm out here for, yeah, I think like my fifth time in two years since I met Ryan on Twitter. Oh, so, nice. Out here again. The Twitter, the Twitter regimen is strong. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> That's awesome. And uh, uh, so we're drinking a little bit of PBR, and actually it looks like you have some fancy drink in there too. Strawberry Lambeck. Oh, stra- there you go. Strawberry Lambeck. See, this man says he doesn't know much about beer, but if you know some Lambeck, you you know enough to know what's good. Uh, I'm going to crack into this PBR real quick, but also I got to mention that they brought me a wonderful gift that has been aging in Ryan's refrigerator or wherever he keeps his deep, dark secrets. <laughs> and it is a Mike's Hard Strawberry Lemonade. And as the bottle says, cold, hard, cold. refreshing. It's cold. Much it's like hard. My, my heart right there. And it's there. refreshing. <laughs> so uh, since they brought this to me, I said I would chug this whole bottle. So I'm going to do that right now. So there's the open. Here we go. That's very impre- impressive to like witness firsthand. Oh, I almost made it. <laughs> That's way harder out of the bottle. <clears throat> you are welcome. <laughs> that was my thank you. <laughs> I usually pour that into a glass because then it's just like, it doesn't do all that gurgling and shit. Oh. That's impressive. All right. I need to wash that down with some PBR. So, ooh, that is a very interesting juxtaposition the sweetness <laughs> of the strawberry lemonade to the uh corn in the fountain in the pbr all right now if i hadn't thrown myself off enough by not preparing that definitely did it <laughs> so mike let's start with uh you mentioned you've been kind of all around and we also met through twitter as you did with ryan and by ryan he means our old buddy ryan from vs mode who was on the show ooh, a few months back with audible he's actually sitting back there nodding in approval that i am saying everything correctly right now um, so you meet people on Twitter, hang out. Uh, I also know you're big into like the music scene and you're an avid, uh, what's the word, purveyor of partying, I suppose, in a sense. I do like to drink and have a good time. Yeah. That's, that's true. Um, let's start with where you currently reside in Minnesota. What do you like out there? Like, you know, you'd hit the dive bars. Do you, you know, you said you're not necessarily a beer person, but, uh, you know, what do you get into out there? Um, a lot of venues. Um, I go to a lot of shows 
2018, probably less shows because I went to probably more shows this year than I went to, uh, you know. I think my total is 120 musical acts. That's not concerts, but 120 musical acts. So Jeez. a lot of the drinking is done in pre-gaming and, yeah, at the venue bars. Yeah. And I've had, a, you know, a couple of, we have our favorites, but I've been to a lot. We've been to shows this year, you know, outside of Minnesota, Triangle. So northern, you know, Duluth out to Rochester, Mankato, and some of them are super dope and some of them suck. <laughs> right. But usually we just go, like, we, it, you know, the decision's usually not based on where the venue is. That has nothing to do with it, you know? Yeah, yeah. But we do have a couple places locally that I prefer to go if I could go see a show, you know? And I've always had the mantra, you know, with a few beers anywhere, it becomes an adventure. So even if you are in some fucking shithole somewhere, yes. you can usually find a way to <laughs> enjoy yourself or entertain yourself in some way, right? Yes, I'm... I'm always more concerned about like how busy the bar is going to be <laughs> and what a pain right. in the ass it's going to be to be get a drink. I don't right. like the surroundings. Really, doesn't make that much of a difference. How many moment. like hand gestures you have to make to actually track down a bartender? Basically, yeah, yeah. How many bartenders do they have on, and how quick is this going to be? And because usually when we go to shows, me and my boy Jake will always just tall boy cheaps like the cheap tall boys. Yeah, you know, for the most part. Hell yeah! I, I kind of had to stop myself from drinking whiskey after we get to the show. Because you know uh, I mean, I just yeah, it goes downhill too I just quick. Put the, yeah, I just put that rule on myself. I was just like, and I broke it once earlier this year, but I was like, I've been really good about it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. whiskey pregame, and then I got to switch to beer right away because otherwise, uh, otherwise you don't remember the show as I'd well. I like to right? enjoy the show. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, used to sure. have the same mantra. I used to not even like drink at concerts just because sure. I always wanted to have a clear memory. But sure, nowadays I it's hit or miss. Sometimes I will, sometimes I won't, and. uh Usually, I do nowadays. But <laughs> yeah. Same thing, though. You know, they have tall boy PBRs for like five or six bucks at a venue, and it's yep. anything else is seven dollars. Yep. I'm a I'm a cheap man first and foremost. I may like I'm a I'm a PBR man with the fancy beer tastes. I can't think of a very fancy beer off the top of my head <laughs> right now. <laughs> right. But yeah, so I totally get that. Um, it's like what are some of the like bands and stuff that you end up seeing and. And if you, I gotta ask this: If you've done 120 acts, how many shows have you been to then, like with multiple viewings? Um, if you had to guess, so out of the 120, um, I was thinking about on the flight out here. I think 30 of those are Doom Tree related. Okay, yeah, I've seen, and I will see uh, POS on New Year's Eve on Sunday. I'm going to see them. <sighs> nice. Um, that'll be the 14th time I've seen them this year in the calendar <laughs> year, all in the state of Minnesota. Um, I've seen Sims from Doom Tree seven times. I've seen we traveled to Chicago to see Doomtree. Yeah. Um seen some of my favorite bands. We saw Air Credits, which is one of my favorite groups. They're out of Chicago, but got to see them in Denver. Oh nice. Um but I've also seen like Larry Graham and Dave Cause and Ministry and you know what I mean? So Yeah, yeah. With a lot of like my musical taste, I don't care like what genre is in, it's either gold or garbage. You know, it's either <laughs> yeah. good and I'm into it or it's I'm just not into it at all, you know. And there's so many other options for music and I've li- been listening to it way too long and I'm too jaded to <laughs> <laughs> right yeah at this point it's like, like 30 oh. seconds into a song i'm pulling the plug i'm like nope this nope, sounds not. like this with that and i'm just not into it you know yeah i hear that i feel like i'm starting to get that way too it's someone gave me uh the new foo fighter cd because we were talking at work about it and i said i hadn't listened to a foo fighters album in like 15 years other than like i heard singles on the radio i'm like didn't appeal to me right so they give me this for like a secret santa gift and I'm listening to it, and I just I'm doing that exact same thing. Like it sounds like this with that, and I'm trying not to like bias myself because I don't know it's in my truck. I have a CD player still. My truck's old as shit. 
and uh, it's just going to sit in that CD player because I'm lazy and won't take it out now right. for like five or six spins. But The Foo Fighters for me is they're exactly 50%. That's how much I care about them. <laughs> they're fine. You know, yeah. I know they're out there. Dave Grohl seems like a cool guy. Yeah. I don't need to hear another. You're not going to hear anything totally shitty out of them or anything. But I don't need it. You know what I mean? Like, we don't need that. Every year, Rolling Stone does the, like, oh, yeah, the new Neil Young is super great. Oh, the new Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> it's like, oh, really? Yeah. Like, what does Bruce have to say after 81 yeah. goddamn albums? Like, keep it. Just That's keep how it. I think, Keep too, it to man. yourself, dude. <laughs> it's starting to be like, all right, this is like when the Rolling Stones were putting out albums. And, yeah, Neil Young's a pretty good example since he just basically shits music in his sleep i think sometimes well and he, he does like some innovative or creative stuff but once again like i don't want to hear neil young like another 20 songs yeah yep we got we got the amount of neil that we need you made you, yeah you made absolute gems i'll go back and listen to those yeah we'll revisit the good ones i don't need to hear your social views you know what i mean <laughs> yeah i don't yeah. want to hear what bruce springsteen has to say about like black lives matter i don't give a shit and no neither should anybody else you know? right <laughs> know what you think yes and uh yeah yeah bruce the boss man uh so i will tell you this too once we get done here i'm gonna make you listen to a song it's maybe the worst song ever written it's definitely the worst bruce springsteen song ever written and i would like to right now call out bruce springsteen for being the biggest fraud in music history (laughs) he is the worst fucking songwriter and an absolute joke as a musician and i refused for him to be on lists with guys like paul mccartney and john lennon and Bob Dylan and Prince, go fuck yourself. He is a hack. He's, he made a song, the worst song it's called, and everybody listens to this, go listen to it. The Queen of the Supermarket. Okay. It's the worst song. It's <laughs> sexual, sexual song? innuendos. All, oh, 2007, he decided, we're going to do this. Okay. It's maybe the worst song ever written. And I have a real fetish for really bad songs, and I'm starting to get a real fetish for like really bad movies. Oh, so, all right. Well, oh, here let's ask Sam, let's ask Sam this question: High Fidelity, a good movie or the worst movie ever? I have that's one with John Cusack. Right? Correct. That misogynistic piece of shit. <laughs> uh, I, I you know it wasn't even on my radar. I I don't even know if I could answer. It's not like the worst, but <laughs> all right. I I. So good. Know. It's a good movie. Is it? Okay. Okay. I honestly, I'll take that. I, okay, yeah, sure. It's yeah. tolerable. Tolerable. <laughs> it's, I saw parts of it and then never had an interest in watching it again, but it didn't make me have like a visceral reaction of, oh my God, I What's need What's the to- last movie that you had a visceral reaction to? Like good or bad? Well, yeah, that's vis- visceral. <laughs> um, you decide. I don't give a shit. Just tell me something. <laughs> that's, that's good. I think the last one I had a visceral reaction to was... Uh, Oh, fuck, what was it? it it's called Bright. Shit. It's about this dude. Oh, the greasy, the greasy strangler, or the greasy the waha. Yeah, hold on. I'm gonna look this one up because I need to make sure I'm saying this right. I think the it's, greasy strangler. Yes. I didn't say what's your favorite porn. I said what's the oh, last this movie? isn't even a porn. It actually is the a greasy strangler. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, right. it's uh. Wow, Joey. All right, we got you. Yep, that's it. it is greasy strangler. <laughs> Fucking, uh, uh, what's his face? I'm so mad that that's actually what it's called. Frodo Baggins. What's his face name? Uh, the kid that plays Frodo. Nerds? Uh, Elijah Wood. Elijah Wood. He is an executive producer on this. (laughs) It's some... You should watch it. <laughs> Do yourself a favor and watch it. Greasy Strangler. It is the most fucked up movie I think I've ever seen in my life. And I sat here watching it in just like 
anticipatory horror of what could actually happen as opposed to what did happen. Okay, sure. Yeah, and I yeah. will warn you, there are male genitalia uh, okay. of, of many sizes. Both ends of the spectrum are involved, and uh, it's it's a very strange film. All right, I will watch that if you watch Kuso, K-U-S-O. Kuso, okay. Yeah, written and directed by uh, Flying Lotus. I watched it about. Notice. I watched it the day it came out on like streaming and uh, on a hit acid and. Woof. <laughs> so you recommend the acid with yes. it? Okay. Psychedelics are definitely recommended. All right. But if that's not your thing, you know. I've been looking for a reason to get back into them. So. Okay, it's 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 something. I, I won't even begin to tell you. It's really something. <laughs> no spoilers. It's really something. Yeah. So oh, man. we'll do that. You watch that, and I'll watch that. All right. So do also, you- Elijah Wood is great in um, the Trust with Nicolas Cage. I no, definitely missed that one. Well, Nick Cage, I mean, that's if you want to talk like polarizing. He's either amazing or just unbearable. Um, he's the best worst actor of all time. The best worst. Yeah, he won it. People forget he won a fucking Oscar. Leaving yeah. Las Vegas. Nicholas Cage, really? Oscar award winning Nicholas Cage. That's uh that's a phrase I didn't think I'd hear today. Well, put some respect ever. on it. Yeah. <laughs> just remember that. <laughs> just just remember now. Polarizing. He's Nick. a goddamn treasure. So, all right. This is my best Nick Cage, like, early memory. Not early memory, but, like, the earliest movie I ever saw him in was a movie called The Boy in Blue. Have you mm, seen this one? I have not. You need to watch that then because he's, like, 19 or 20. And it, my one of my family friends' uh, sisters, so, like, I call her Aunt Glow because she's, like, my aunt anyways. Sure. But she... It's it's about a guy who rows, and I used to row in high school, like crew. And okay. so this guy was sculling. And she's like, "Oh, you've never seen the Boy in Blue?" So she mailed it to me because this was like ten years ago before digital right. stuff was really even a thing. This had to be more than ten years ago. Either way, uh, it's a terrible movie. It's from maybe the early eighties, late seventies, and it's overacted. There's a really, really, really ridiculous love scene that's just the cheesiest thing ever and if you are a nick cage fan you have to add that Oof. i think it's the first movie he ever did i've been going deep lately i ran out at netflix doesn't have any more cage for me i watched all the cage in like a matter of like 10 days if it had this movie on there i'd be absolutely shocked because this is even like for netflix seems kind of even very very deep down the rabbit hole of any i went any down actor. a real nick cage rabbit hole and i was like how does this keep happening like how does he keep kidding in these movies and who's green lighting it and i found out that like he started a production company in 2007 oh really and i was okay. like oh okay that makes sense like so no, that's just, why you're in love scenes with jessica biel yeah. naturally in like 2014 like that's totally yeah, national you he's know. bankrolling his own his he's own got a movie there. on netflix called uss indianapolis which is based on a true story and the whole second half of the movie is just shark attack movie. <laughs> really? Yeah, just shark attack because it was based on the ship that brought the um, atomic bomb to Guam, maybe. Okay. Um, but then they get shot down after they deliver the, the bomb. And so literally like twelve to 1,400 people, like soldiers, were in the water. So the first half is this totally <laughs> ridiculous. There's like nine storylines going on. Yeah, yeah, sure. And then the ship goes down and it's just a shark attack movie. Is it as abrupt as like from dusk till dawn where it goes from like a family drama to fucking stripper vampires well he's still going like full cage you know like they're at sea for like a day or two but it's straight shark attack after one after another (laughs) it's like as soon as they get in the water they show and it's just like covered with sharks and it's just one after another dudes just getting taken down for about an hour long I want to look up and see if this happened before after Sharknado and see if he was like you know what let's get on this let's get on this shark the um, shark wave. He's a motion picture vanguard. Of course, it was probably before Shark. <laughs> Naturally, yeah. He's, yes, he's, he's way he's, ahead of it. He's way ahead of everybody. He's 
in, in 150 years, we're all going to be looking back, and there's going to be just like film students doing case studies on Nick Cage movies. Right, and there'll be like a measurement of like full cage that'll be like how like emotional, like <laughs> yeah. with people job interview, you know, it's like I don't know, man, he was like a six on the full cage. I don't think he's, <laughs> he I don't think he's FBI material. He didn't go you know? full cage. No, he was he didn't, you know, he was only a sixty percent cage in this yep. one. Guys just shaking their head on the way back from job interviews, like damn it. I wonder if there was cage. people was like a few generations before us that had the same conversation about like Pacino, like the original Pacino versus Buha Pacino. Probably. But I think so. that I think that with guys like that, some people just get a forever pass. <laughs> they just get a forever pass. But you know on that list, yeah, he's yeah. like, like you made a, like a bunch of dog shit movies, and he's like, yeah, I was in The Godfather, Scarface, Dog Day Afternoon, Go Fuck Yourself. Yeah, like you just have to Done. make like two or three. You know, like Daniel Day Lewis is retiring. You know, yeah, so apparently go make dresses like uh, high fashion like dresses. Apparently. Is that what it was? Yeah. I heard he was retiring. I didn't catch apparently any of that's, this. That's the word on the street. Um, but same thing like he can leave after like two or three movies he could have not done anything else or he yeah. could have went and took every terrible script that came along you know and he'd be like uh, my left foot you know there will be blood <laughs> gangs of New York go fuck yourself yep done you Peace. know you can make 40 bad movies you know? yep I need some kind of street cred like that for the beers I drink because I still get shit for from a, a certain group of folks if I want to drink a nice cool refreshing PBR not sponsored plug there uh <laughs> Uh, why? Why can't I? I've I've drank good beers too. Now why can't I enjoy some shit beers? I think judgment about people who do drugs and drink in the same community is gross, and it doesn't look good on anybody. <laughs> it doesn't. It's an you ugly. Drink whatever you like. It's an ugly sweater to wear. A guy who's getting drunk on box wine. If I'm sitting there drinking hundred dollar whiskey, we're the same person. I know. <laughs> the, just, the the end result is still the same. We're just trying to crawl in a bottle and figure out what's going on. Exactly. In this crazy world, you know. <laughs> it's it's not about the journey or anything. It's it's, it's a des- well. It's partly about the journey, but the destination is usually the same. I would agree. I would typically agree. I've seen plenty or heard of plenty of fancy people in their tuxedos and suits and whatnot being passed out in back alleys somewhere after having too much scotch. True. And they're just ending up the same place as the guys that are drinking MD 2020 on the side of the street. People who pop pills and then call you a drunk or something like that. And it's like, okay, good. (laughs) You went to an office, a doctor's office to get yours. I went to a store. Yeah. Yeah. They're both legal. Yeah. There was a process. We're having a good time, right? Is that, do you have a problem with me having a good time? Yeah, we're just trying to get to the same place. Yeah, don't try to my skids. Can I uh, change the subject and ask you a personal question? Sure. If there was a robot version of yourself that looked exactly like you, would you make out with it? No, probably not. Really? Yeah, I don't know. That's, really? Yeah, I don't think so. I don't like myself that much. You don't like yourself that much? <laughs> not, not enough to make out with me. It's funny you say that because I would think that would be the underlying factor of like how much you really... like. Really? think about yourself i think it'd be more like when archer ran into his robot clone it would be oh, like sure, yep, just yep. like high fives like do you want some scotch it's not even or whatever we want some whiskey is that even a question and they're just like they become best friends immediately right that's what emily was like coming up she said she definitely would because she would just be like marry herself <laughs> really and no. just be like hang out with herself all the time and oh no good. i've actually thought about this before i if there was i i thought of it in uh in terms of like uh like with Rick and Morty, like cross-dimensional like timelines and stuff. If sure. I met one of myself from another timeline, yes, like I'm sure we'd get along all right. But at some point, I'd be like, I need to punch myself in the mouth. Oh, I would kind of fuck out of myself. Yeah, exactly. And Emily was like, I would marry myself. I'm like, you out of your fucking mind. Like, never, <laughs> I already have to be in my own head. Yeah, exactly. Like I already have to spend 24 hours with this bad boy. Yeah, you know, it's not enough to actually have a you know an actual personification of it in front of me that I could actually. Well, because you would because you're assuming that it would think just like you just because it looks just like you. No, I don't, that's not necessarily true. Yeah. 
No, I, I get the idea of uh, like if I married myself, if I stuff. hooked up with myself, and I was a much like dickier person. Yeah, if I was a, like a more of an asshole, I would be intolerable because <laughs> I've already been that person in my whole right. life. You know? I've already been down there once. Yeah, dude, I've already been that guy. Now, I had an idea once for a story where some guy accidentally finds himself into another like a dimension of of his world, right? Um, another reality, and he ends up meeting himself. But it's like a slightly better version of himself. So he starts to immediately resent this other guy because sure. he's like minutely like like this guy has a girlfriend where he doesn't. Right. Or he's got a nicer house. And then they're yeah. trying like he starts to annoy the second one of himself. They're like, we need to get your ass home because you're a fucking loser and you're bumming me out. <laughs> right. They accidentally all go into a third one, meet a better version of both of them and a third guy, and then they like start to plot to kill him and shit. <laughs> but it's like we had enough. Yeah, it's like, nope, this is just we're gonna like we're me, gonna take over his like. It makes me his feel spot. too bad too often often yeah exactly yeah yeah that is that kind of like when uh the kid comes over and the mom's like i hate you you look just like your dad (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly you remind me of your father get out of here it's not a pearl jam song except for uh she falls in love with her son because she reminds him too much oh no that's alive yeah i thought that was the greasy strangler i mean that's (laughs) there is a father-son dichotomy there oh no (laughs) it's yeah what have i signed up for uh you've signed up for a wild ride is you've signed up for about a little slightly wilder ride than what this show actually is in itself. That's all right. I gave you Kuso, so I feel good about the trade-off because I know what you're in for. <laughs> all right. I... People people walked out in protest at Sundance when you played really? at Sundance. Yeah. So I should not even look up what, anything about this movie. No, do not. Don't. No. Okay. Go in completely blind and just yep. call it good. Yep. Yeah, definitely. I won't. I have zero research about the greasy thing. <laughs> I'm just going to watch it. Yeah, you should. I, I had no idea what I was watching and a friend of mine said we should watch this and i did and i was like that was that was something that was something on my son's like around his 21st birthday i went up he went to uh, college in duluth and i went to go visit him and we went to go see a movie sight unseen and it was called kamiko and it's about this um woman in japan and it's almost like joe versus a volcano it's very awkward like you can tell she's awkward at work and yeah she kind of goes home and eats the same thing it's a lot of monotony you know but then she has a vhs copy of fargo and she starts studying it and she sews like on a big piece of cloth she sews the map where the like where the money's buried oh really she believes it to be like a true thing a real thing yeah because it was based on a true story in the yeah movie. so then eventually she like has like a panic attack and she gets on a plane and she lands basically like where we live like minnesota the, yeah. the dakotas and she with this sewn map and i had no idea what the hell it was about and it <laughs> yeah. was super rad you know but she just has this map then she's trying to find the money from fargo that's and she can't speak english and she's super like like skittish and kind of socially awkward and stuff like that you know yeah so that the movie is just like little parts of people to like trying to help her you know that's strange i mean that's i don't know i haven't seen many movies where they kind of incorporate a movie into it you know kind of that movie in a movie exactly and like so they just show her like she's rewinding the tape over and over again and she's like trying to plot out she's got little x's on the thing to like where yeah <laughs> and she goes and tries to like find the fortune all right so i got i i just i don't even why don't know why i didn't think about this earlier so if you're into bad movies and all that stuff you've seen the room right yes all right so I've have seen you the seen the disaster artist i have not I really want to, but so what's your, well, when did you first see the room and like, what did you first think when you saw it? Like, did you know about it when you saw it? Cause I had seen like clips and I'd heard people talk about it. So I was a little biased and I don't know if you want to call it tainted or whatever, but like, I, I kind of knew what I was getting into. Like, did you like, was I kind of knew what I was getting okay. into too. Yeah. So I think the, 
I think that probably hindered my experience. That's mm-hmm. probably when I shouldn't have done so much research. You know, that happened a couple times. I heard listen to like Paul Thomas Anderson on Mark Maron's podcast. Yeah, before I went to go see his last movie, and I was like, ah, that would actually kind of helped. You know, because it's this weird world that he created out of this novel that this guy kind of created. You yeah, know? like you know, so it's his version of this weird world that this guy created. And Joaquin was great, and Reese was, but I just kind of knew what was going on so i was like oh okay it's not one of those ones i had to watch like five times yeah sure it was i was way too high to watch it though because i felt like that thing was it was like dropped <laughs> i felt like that i was it was like dropped in my lap and i was like oh like what am i supposed to do with this you know yeah I, mean? I have all this information now i yeah don't know how to process this so i think that knowing something before you get into it is good sometimes but i think for the room that probably would have been better if i had not you know i think i would have had a lot more what the fuck moments if i hadn't like known what i was getting into on that one just because it's like right. You you know what a calamity it is basically. If I hadn't known that, I'd be like, "Is this is this parody? Is this? I don't even know what this is." Right, I, it's right. Like I don't I don't know what I'm looking at right now. Like it, I don't think my brain could process it properly. Well, sometimes there's a book version of it too. And yeah, it's like, all right, do I want to do I want to know all about it before I go see it, or do you know? I mean, Tarantino when he made Jackie Brown, that was originally Rum Punch, you know. Okay. And I by this wonderful author named Elmore Leonard, and he write he wrote like uh, Get Shorty. He writes a lot of those like caper yeah. movies, and sometimes a lot of the characters are reoccurring and stuff. And I read it, and then I watched Jackie Brown, and even though Jackie Brown was long, I'm still like, yeah, they missed that. Like that would have been cooler. Like why? Did yeah. They, you know? All the little details that they a can't little bit, yeah, exactly. Include. Or like Fight Club, I read that before you know it was oh. it came out and. I was glad I read that after I watched the movie because the movie like blew my mind. One because the first time I watched it, I was also too high. I didn't catch that they were the same guy. Oh sure, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. we watched right. it again the next morning. I'm like, wait, they're the same fucking person. Everyone's right. like, dude, you when need. When you that. walk out of the theater and somebody says that, and you're like, oh fuck, <laughs> yeah, damn it, what? can I go back and rewatch that right now? Yeah, just like that. Wouldn't knowing that one little piece of information that'd be so much yeah. better. Yeah, yeah. I love that movie, but then I read the book and like Chuck Palahniuk's. I love reading all of his books. Absolutely, now. yeah. We were just we were talking about him a little bit on the way up. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Just. I was actually trying to find a shirt to wear that I uh, he did a, a Kickstarter to make a movie out of Lullaby, okay, which is my favorite book of his. Sure, okay. And I got a a shirt with just an upside down like Sterling on it, and oh, okay, it's just the cover of the book and. I think I've lost a shirt and I'm actually very sad about it. <laughs> yeah, I've got but, the t-shirt that just says choke on the front. Mm-hmm. I made it myself. It just says choke on the front and then what would Jesus do on the back? <laughs> nice. Because that's my favorite of his books. But Choke I've, was awesome. I've seen him read. like He read parts of Fight Club and I think parts of Choke maybe. Okay. In his bookstore in St. Paul like way back, like 90, 98, 99. Yeah, probably, totally. Something like that. And he's got this, he's got this real surf. He talks like this. Like, really? Like, yeah, well, he's from I think, Portland, I right? Portland, yeah, but he's got... So Tyler Durden is the, you know, he's got this really <laughs> soft, like, surfer delivery, you know? Yeah. And he's just reading this graphic stuff, and like, it's just like a tiny little bookstore where everybody's just packed in. And I was like, all right, man, like, you don't know until you show up, but yeah. That's right. I, I have a cool uh, traveling book that he made about Portland. Oh, All the I, dope yeah. spots, like, super cheap breakfasts and free art shit to go do, and like, yeah. I remember that great, being on, like, his book, like, list of all the things he's written, and, uh... Yeah, that's not anything I looked up to read or anything, but I like that he still does different stuff. Like, I have a few of the first issues of, like, Fight Club 2 when he was taking a stab at writing for comic books, where, you know, he's writing right, right. dialogue and stuff, but not necessarily writing out the, the exposition of the story. And he had to... I remember reading an, an interview where he was talking about how he had to 
separate how to like craft the story and like let the artists tell the story and then he would like craft the dialogue to make it interesting and stuff. Sure. I, just, I just like that he goes out on limbs and does weird shit like that. Yeah. Just to challenge himself too. Yeah. I enjoy any time he does that in any kind of like medium. There's a great album that came out locally and like somewhere between it took like two or four years and the guy was like he's a percussionist and he made like a bunch of beats and he just sent them out and he was like send them to people and he's like literally whatever you want to do just just, just send, take just, them and use them and just send it back to me you know and the album's like super rad you know and it's like that's awesome or sometimes like uh you know whether you like it or not but like uh, like Tarantino when they did like four rooms yeah you know and yeah that was a fun does, movie each one just does one all the way through yeah you know what I mean it's fun and, to like watch that now like after like being familiar with a lot of the directors that did the different like vignettes and stuff and being able to pick out like, Oh, that was definitely Tarantino's or that was definitely, right. I can't remember who else did it. Was Soderbergh one of the guys that did one of those? Uh, Soderbergh and there was a female, I can't remember who the female one was. Was it Sofia Coppola? It was not. No. Okay. Um, She's like the one that I know my go-to like female director. She's rad. But she is. Yeah. But four rooms is a good example too of like the same with, uh, like he's referenced to uh, Dust Till Dawn. Yeah. It's like that movie was made specifically because Robert Rodriguez was just starting his special effects company. Oh, okay. And so that was basically like a vehicle for them to try yeah. all this shit, basically, you know? And so to go in there, whether you know that or not, but to expecting, like, when you hear it, like, as you figure out it's a vampire movie. Yeah. Like, oh, this isn't like, whatever. Of course it's not. It was never intended to be that. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's like, I, I think I watched that in like the seventh or eighth grade, like at a, at a friend's house uh, when we were like having a sleepover and none of us knew what, what the fuck it was about, really. Like, right. I don't think anyone even read the back sleeve and we were right. just watching, like, this is a really cool, like, family drama, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden. <laughs> family drama. <laughs> whatever, man. Like, the kidnapping and, like, you know, it's, uh, it's tense. Family drama, right? <laughs> These people get kidnapped by these uh, whatever guys, and then it's like, are they going to make it to the border? And it's and also good. Like, Clooney's good in it. Like the first third of it is good. Like up until the change, like Clooney is good. Tarantino always has to stick himself in there somewhere. Yeah, you know what I mean. But it was just I just remember us like even like at the ripe old age of thirteen or fourteen, we all look at each other like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Cheech Moran just being in it in a few different ways. It was good times. Yeah. But once again, thinking that it's going to be the same thing. It's hard in music and movies or even in writing styles or whatever to have a sound and not make the same album all the time. Yeah. To have a point of view, whether you're painting or sculpting, have a point of view and not always come at it the same way. Yep. That's a good idea or a good point. You know, I mean, and it's and that's it's super hard to do because after a while, you know, it's like Weezer now. It's like nobody wants to hear that. Because a, a, as soon as it comes on, I know it's a Weezer song. Number two, I know you fucking mailed it in. Yeah, <laughs> you know. And number three, I'm I'm just not that into it. I you heard guys, a... you guys could do so like River Phoenix is a brilliant dude or River Cuomo. You could, yeah, you could do literally whatever you wanted. Stop making the same goddamn album over and over again. I feel like the last song of theirs I heard, and I don't know what album it came off of. It was like more like sound like a pop song. Like it had they're all pop songs now. So I mean, like no, it had like in. it had like that production like a pop beat. Yes, and they're like, all like that. No, like, stop, okay. dude. They're, stop. You two still making albums? Stop. Yeah, Fuck no. Buddy. Like, we're not yeah, like you two can. They could have given up a long time ago. But so, what you're saying is, I need to start mixing it up on my podcast. I can't mixing what up? Mixing whatever up on my podcast. Oh yeah, which I think we're good, doing see, that right now. This is yeah. It's like this is a good. This is a good throwaway, dude. You know, <laughs> throwaway. Yeah. Well, you know, you sometimes you gotta just you know, you I, gotta no, record shit and just. No, we used to like actually try so hard to like fit into a mold, and then we realized that. One, we don't exactly have like a huge listenership that we have to actually 
fit into a mold per se and it's more fun just to do whatever we want right and you know there's there's ones where we still kind of stick to a format and stuff and for this episode i've just thrown out the window because i like to just do that from time to time there's one where we sat in the park there's a park literally two blocks up there sure biggest park in the city and uh, we sat in a bush and drank beer and just like shot the shit for i don't know an hour and a half yeah, and it was it was the most fun I had on the show in a long time. And then there was like an actual like peaceful protest that showed up, and there was trucks with guns. And I'm like, this just got very interesting. <laughs> We're sitting around all this like shit going on. And I'm like, okay, my beer in a bush party has now gotten. I know. Very I'm waiting for somebody to show up and be like, what are you doing back here? And what is all this equipment? I'm like, right? eh, they're just dildos, sir. Dildos. <laughs> Or <laughs> uh, whatever the romantics or whatever that fucking the romantics, not the romantics, not the band, but like what's the what's the shit like ladies go and like sell their sex toys to each other like Tupperware. Oh sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what is it? We call them sex toy parties. Oh okay, well apparently Emily goes to actual sex toy parties. <laughs> There's like a fancy name I've seen people call them. <laughs> they try to hide it with like yeah, the, exactly. Semantics, <laughs> cheap ones. They don't have time to come up with fancy names for it. They just call it what it is. <laughs> yeah. I like, I like they what just, they call they a spade a spade. one dildo, too. Like, there's yeah. no choice. Yeah, yeah. So, yes or it's no. All, yeah, it's only a three-minute party. Yeah. You got shit to do. Yeah, right. I got another party to go hit up. We drank all the champagne. Yes or no? I'm about to go to a baby shower. I got to keep it moving. It's got three speeds. What do you want? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, you... Uh, all right. So, Mike, you were talking about how you, like, you've lived in a lot of places. And I, I wanted to talk about this, too, because um, with all the shows you go to and shit, yes. like... I know you went to like the Pacific Northwest, yep. following some dude trim guy. I think that was when yep. Sims was on tour. Yeah, we me uh, and, me and my buddy just Jake drove his tour van up there. Yeah, and my buddy Sam was the um, tour manager at the time. We basically we drove him to work. <laughs> yeah, that's that's <laughs> pretty rad. To Seattle, yeah, yeah, that's not so bad. Yeah. So like outside of where you currently like live, where's been one of the places you really like? really had a great time and weren't really expecting it like i would say about. specifically about that one is a good example because i did not care for seattle very much oh yeah there were too many people like uh, the way i summed it up was there was too many people and they were the wrong kind of people okay. where portland was like there was less people and they were more my people like drunkards and weirdos and you know what i mean where yeah yeah <laughs> seattle like just the amount of human and actual traffic was just absurd you know that's good to know because I went to Portland for my first time this past year and I liked a lot because there's a shitload of breweries and they're all cheap right. compared to Denver. Like beer's expensive here in yeah. my opinion. And Portland is amazing. And, but uh, yeah, I want, I thought about going up for like a day trip to Seattle, but the amount of time we had there were like, it might take us three or six hours depending on what the traffic is to get there and right. to ditch it. But uh, yeah, it's I still on my list of places to visit. I don't know. We were there for a couple days. We would, should have had one extra day there, but um, both days that we were driving, we the roads closed down, literally closed down because of snow. So oh, okay. we got stuck in South Dakota, and then we got stuck, luckily, in the mountains of Idaho, like right in the bottom of these two mountains. Oh, yeah. And like, got stranded in this, like, but ended up like in this super cool cabin, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I open up the door to go have a cigarette, and I see my buddy walking across from the, my buddy Sam coming from the gas station with some beer. And I was like, "Yes, it's gonna be a it's, it's gonna yeah. be a good night." <laughs> and then woke up in the morning and like everything was kind of covered with snow, you know, right in the, yeah. like, the foothills of Idaho, having a cigarette, drank a beer in the morning. It was it was great. But I would say specifically about those two cities, like I said, the wrong kind of people. That's like a Seattle is just like a lot of these like I'm super important, get the fuck out of my way, you know, like 
And there's just too many of them. Because yeah. Of all the, because, of, because of the boom out there. Yeah. You know? The whole Amazon boom. Yeah. And it's trickling all the way down to places like Oakland and stuff like that where people are getting priced out of it. But we were, we were in East Portland, which was supposedly like the shitty part of Portland. And we dug it. Like, yeah, we were super dug it. It was like we, you know, we weren't getting like nobody like pestering us on the streets and like there's nothing. Yeah, totally. You know, I'd have to go back and actually look where we stayed because I know our hotel was in a part of the city that wasn't necessarily considered the best part. I don't know if it was east or a different part, but right, we we ended up just like Ubering into the main vein where everything was anyways but like the hotel yeah. like we stayed at was fine like we kept going to this uh greek restaurant nearby and kind of like we said nobody fucked with you it was just yeah hanging and like, out and doing and, whatever you know like chicago like i dig i really dig chicago and i've been there probably six seven times and i always have a good time there but it's not anywhere that i like would like to live i have been know? lost in chicago at five in the morning and for that reason, I fucking hate Chicago. <laughs> I, it was, this was in like 2005 or six before any. I had a smartphone before smartphones were really a thing. I went out to party because uh, a friend of ours from college, she grew up in Naperville, which is one of the suburbs. Okay. And so before she moved into the city proper, we just went out to visit her. We took the train into Naperville and then we or we we drove to Naperville and took the train into the city and got like a hotel and we went out and just fucking went crazy yeah and so at like we wander back into the hotel like five six in the morning I'm starving and I want McDonald's breakfast and I'd also just gotten a tussle with one of my other friends and he'd poured water down my butt crack and it was <laughs> it was a weird it was a whole thing but so I storm out of the of the hotel I'm in like my sandals a t-shirt and jeans and it was like at least in the summertime, so it wasn't like it was freezing or anything. But right. I just remember wandering around that fucking neighborhood in that city for two hours, just trying to find a fucking McDonald's. Right, and you're like, and, how is that? And, how have I not found one? The thing was, like, everywhere. I remember one, at one point I saw one. I was like, I was crossing the river, and I see one across the river. So I'm like, oh, it's just got to be a. It right. might have been a mirage, actually. <laughs> Ryan said mirage, and it, it could have been, but I thought it would be a simple like grid thing. I go across the river and then go left because yeah, right, it was right, across right. into the left. It's like, how did I lose it? And so I'm totally lost. I finally find one, stumble in. Uh, or at this point, I storm in because I'm starving to death, and I order like two of everything. And they're like, our credit card readers down, cash only. I'm like, that is something you could have said before. I fucking ordered everything uh. on the menu. And I'm like, do you have an ATM? They're like, no. I'm like, then why am I fucking here right now? And like, I storm out, freaking out, and had to go to a Dunkin' Donuts. And then I had to find my way back to the hotel, which I had no idea where I was. No idea where you're at. Yeah. yeah. It was that, a good time. I found my way. It, that's I why I don't have, as I get older, I have less desire to travel outside of this country. Because A, there's a lot of this country that I haven't already seen that I'd like yeah. to see. And also, I don't want to be drunk in another country. I have like my <laughs> giant fear of being lost in another country not, yeah. you know what I mean just not being able to read street signs and whatever yeah, could and, you, I, and I know I'll do that could you imagine being like wasted and wandering around Bangkok like the hangover 2 or something like that's what I'm saying like, and if, or if I was like in you know if I was like in Eastern Europe and like I go to some bar whatever they give me I'm just gonna keep drinking yeah <laughs> and then all of a sudden I'll be drunk in the mountains in like fucking Hungary or something like that you know what I mean yeah. and I just uh, I, I have a paralyzing fear of that I'm like eh, might I, actually I, be I shipped really to Serbia to. or something like trying to kill bears for <laughs> coats and shit right exactly <laughs> just texting or tweeting on the way up I have a buddy that I've followed for a couple of years on Twitter that lives in England. Okay, yeah. And we've been trying to get together too, and he's like, "I'm not coming to the U.S. till 2021. You'll have to come over." And I'm like, "Damn it, maybe I will." You know? <laughs> yeah, might <laughs> might finally make the voyage. I've I've never been off the North American continent. I've been to Mexico, and I grew up in Michigan, so like I've been into Canada okay. a few times. Uh, well, 
if you want to call Windsor Canada, I've been to Canada yeah. many times. Right. My parents are from uh, Detroit, so oh, right on. Okay, a lot of family from Detroit. Yeah, it's a good good spot to be from, yeah. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Canada's. I don't know. It, it, it never. Other than the fact that I could drink there when I was nineteen, it didn't ever feel like a foreign country. Even when we would get up into like the Niagara Falls area and stuff like that, it just yeah. And Mexico at least felt felt very different because like the climate was different than what I was used to and. Oh, of course. Yeah, you know, yeah. there's always the threat of losing your kidneys when you go to Mexico. So, and that's the other thing. I don't like. We have friends that like are going to go take a trip to Italy, I believe, and they've been like studying to go. Like they've been yeah, trying totally. to learn the language, and like they're getting like certified for like snorkeling and all this stuff. And it's like, dude, I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to oh, try when I go man. on vacation. I just want to well, go. Well, in the itinerary, like this train, and then there's like the trains don't run until after that. Like, oh, know, they stop yeah. running this or whatever, and like just. Once again, just the fear of being stranded somewhere that I have no, just, you know, just being helpless in another country where I don't speak the language or something. Yeah. I'm like, good for you, but I could, like I said, there's a lot of parts of this country I haven't, I don't think I've been east of Chicago. Oh, I've really? Been all over out west. I moved to Southern California. My grandparents used to live in St. George, Utah, so I'd go out there all the time. Yeah. I've been to Vegas like 30 times. Me and both of my brothers. <laughs> Vegas, goddamn, man, that's a place. Yeah, and so me and my, me and both of my brothers were all married in vegas there's three vegas oh, nice. weddings i've been divorced twice but that first one was in vegas you know and same thing get, it was a party can you get divorced in vegas like absolutely. you get married okay that's you can get drive through divorced in vegas <laughs> just like you can get drive through married absolutely you that, can do damn near anything you, you always hear about the the like the marriage things like the white little white chapel and stuff like that's probably the one of the most famous ones right or, yeah yeah exactly but uh that's good to know like I've they have a, never they have a church at the um there's like a big edm festival out there and they now they have a church there, so you can just go <laughs> pop ecstasy all day and then go get fucking married later. Yeah, who night. doesn't want to do that? Oh, of course. That's why I was always disappointed that they never got on weed first. Yeah. It's right? like, how is Las Vegas just now? I just went there in uh, September, the beginning of September, I went there and um, did nothing but drink and smoke and eat. Like, yeah. the whole time. That's what we were supposed to do there, I thought. Pretty that much. gamble. We, 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 we saw Penn and Teller, but I went with my buddy, and he had, like, comped hotel, and we had, like, all this free... It was literally free booze and food, because his, his brother's oh, a poker player, so... Yeah. We were just going to these places. It was just buffet and free drinks. Dude, they made a thing called uh, a Miami Vice, which is a half a pina colada and a half a uh, daiquiri. <laughs> Come on, And really? then whipped cream and a cherry, and yeah, the first night we go there, like I said, everything was free. I think I had uh, ten or eleven drinks. So okay, I, right away I had shots of whiskey, I had a couple beers, yeah, tequila sunrise, and then I just started getting fruity drinks. And his brother's like, "Dude, have you ever heard of that?" I'm like, "Nope." Let me get one. Yep, right. let's do that. So I had a couple of those, and I in what I did was I stir it really fast, and then it was like a purple smoothie. So I just okay. stir the whipped cream in there right away, and it was like a purple smoothie. So we're getting ready to leave the place, <laughs> and he's like, "Do you want one of those to go?" And I was like, "Huh." And he's like, no, seriously, I can, you can probably get at least two of those to go. Yeah. So then I get the giant, like... Yeah, the yard thing. 7-Eleven styrofoam cup <laughs> yeah. with two of these things. My buddy Drew's got two of them. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Back there every single day. Yeah, <laughs> right, exactly. Four o'clock, the second they open, we were back Every time dude. I go to a place like Vegas or New Orleans, it's I, I forget and then cherish immediately how you can just walk around with drinks there. It's just... Oh, yeah. Open Intox is my favorite thing ever. Like, yeah. honestly, if I had to pick one thing I wish we could nationalize as an entire country is Open Intox. So we don't have to, like, sit in bars and drink. We can get a drink and then pfft, walk right. around with it. Cause my vote would be to legalize marijuana in every state and release every person who's been in jail right now for that reason. Oh, if you want to go take the humanitarian route and make me look like an asshole, go for it. <laughs> well, I just want to get drunk got, in public. Well, we just got the, in Minnesota, we just got drink, or you can buy alcohol on Sunday at liquor stores. We just got that. Really? That just happened like 
through like five or six months ago. Wow. You know, there That's... you couldn't buy you can't buy cars and you can't buy fucking liquor until now. We everybody used to drive over to Wisconsin. Wait, you couldn't buy cars? No, the car dealerships are closed on Sunday too. Because <laughs> right. of Jesus. I mean, now I I don't even know. Like in Michigan, we had the no alcohol sales on Sunday for a while, but that. That ended like shortly before I moved out here, but I don't know if you, I think you could still buy a car. I don't think the car dealerships were closed. Yeah, we just but we just now got that shit. Everybody used to always just drive over to Wisconsin. Yeah, like you could go to like St. Paul to Hudson, Wisconsin, in like maybe like a half an hour. Or something oh, okay, like you know what I mean? Yeah, there's so, it was a county by county thing in Michigan. So like, if there was a like a place that wouldn't sell at all on Sundays, most of them would sell afternoon. And so like when we'd go to Lake Michigan, uh, and we were partying down in like Holland, and we needed beer, we'd just drive the 20 minutes to Muskegon and yeah. get beer after like you know noon and then go back and do what we gotta do. Do what you gotta do, yeah. I went to Yellowstone maybe like three years ago and I was walking where we were staying. I was walking to like go just get cigarettes and the closest came, place I came was this drive through liquor store. Yeah. It was like fucking 12.30 at night and I was like, Jesus. <laughs> you fucking savages out here. You don't care. <laughs> like, They're like, do yes, care. Jesus is not here right Jesus now. Is not so right here. It's you dark can buy whatever you, you, you need. Drive right up here, and no one gives. <laughs> Just a drive up to the window, buy your booze, and then get out of here, and you go do that. Yeah, the early, the late, like uh, bar times and stuff like that, or like in Wisconsin, like being able to buy liquor in a gas station or whatever it is. Yeah, it's nice conveniences. You <laughs> right. Know what I mean? Some of those things. Yeah, I. I mean, since I moved here, we can't buy beer. And gro- well, you can buy beer in grocery stores, but it's only three two, right? Uh, and that's going to change in the next couple of years. But yeah, you forget about those little uh, those little conveniences like buying beer in a gas station and shit. Yeah, we have cities in in Minnesota where the liquor stores like on a weekday will close at eight, and you can go to the city right next to it and it closes at ten. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> uh, right next to each other, depending on what county they're in or yeah, yeah whatever sure. restrictions they put on. It. And it's like, all right, dude. You know, yeah, some places that are open at eight in the morning, liquor stores. You know, and other places that close at eight at night. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, right, dude. Then you go to a place like Vegas, and they shut down for an hour at seven a.m. so they can like clean up, quote unquote, and then start over again. Yeah, basically. I was. We were. I went. I think I was like a cigar bar, I believe, in Circus Circus, and we were there maybe like three thirty four in the morning, and they ordered. Uh, I think I ordered a Colorado Bulldog, and the waitress, my buddy, ordered something else. You know, and the waitress came and brought four of each it was four, <laughs> four for ones oh four for ones okay at like 3 30 in the morning yeah natural that's and a great I was time like, for that why did you bring all that right now <laughs> i don't want to drink all four of them right now yeah like do you know what a colorado bulldog happens? no i was like i was, like, I was gonna ask what like, that is i don't even know what that is it's is it it's vodka coke and cream maybe I've literally never. Yeah, it's like a white Russian with one extra ingredient, like a white Russian with Coke. I think. Oh, okay, okay. You know, and but it gets like super foamy. It gets that foam on the inside, and she's coming like with this giant tray of like eight fucking drinks, (laughs) and I'm like, Jesus Christ, you people. That is funny because I just had some friends that were in New Orleans a few weekends ago, and they were texting me how excited they were. They found a place that had three for ones, and they're like, "What's better than two for one?" I'm like, three for one, absolutely." And the but now I can ask them, "What's better than three for one and four for one?" Four for ones at three thirty in the morning. Yeah, it's like, and, but once again, like, there's not a token. <laughs> yeah. You can't just keep track. Yeah, exactly. It's it's all or nothing. There's like twelve people here right now. You can't just keep track. Like right. those guys get more Colorado can't Bulldogs just later. Give us like our ticket stub or something. Be like, all right, yeah. Just, just a bunch of next. you got chips laying all over. Just give me some chips and like I'll I'll just put one out. A yeah. token for each one. Like I feel like they'd want to trick you. You know, they give you the thing and like no one's gonna drink all four drinks, so you just buy it anyway. Exactly. But I don't know. I that's I, I've only been to Vegas once, sadly, and uh, 
I had a good time. Don't get me wrong. It was for work. So like I spent one night wandering the strip and just <laughs> yes. taking uh, 24 ounces of PBR with me everywhere I went. And then I found my way to another like little like pop-up shop that had beers. I was buying another like two, four. And as I like got my money back, my change, I saw they had a 32 ounce can. I'm like, is that thing real or is that just for display? I'm like, oh, that's real. I'm like, can I trade you and pay whatever the difference is? And then right. I'm walking around like this 32. I don't know. Yeah. I was very happy with my decision. I think that when, because I've been there so many times, I think the less amount of time you go your first time, the more you'll want to go back. Yeah. Like if you go for like a week for like a wedding or you do a week like or something like that, like it's too much. Yeah, I was there for five days. Like you really have to be a complete animal to want to be there for like seven days. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Where you're like your days, if you do it right, like your days should be like you're waking up at like seven, eight o'clock at night. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Because A, it's hot as fuck out there all the time. So you want to start at nighttime and most, and obviously shit's happening all the time there. Yeah. But that's when like pretty much everything is going on and the happy hours and all the shows and stuff like that, you know, but the more you are there, you're just like, whoof. Like people, yeah. you, it's 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 a place where you have to stop and remind yourself that people live there, and they're there every day. Yeah, like, and the shit never stops. Yeah, I definitely didn't think about that. You're right. You know, it's like uh, we got a friend that's a manager at the Starbucks in the airport in Minneapolis. Like that's a job where you never look up and there's nobody there. Yeah, exactly. like you always, it's always <laughs> there's it's always, always happening. Yeah, you know, like the same place. Like all, there's you know thousands of people that work in Vegas. Like holy shit, dude, you do this every day. Burnout and you don't let it eminent. get to you. You know, like yeah. you don't let it get to you. Like people, I mean, some people go there and they get you know completely gone, just like any other. But that's any other city. If you move and you're not from there, yeah, or you stick around and it's like people who live in New York. Yep, you they, know, it's they like become one with the that city. City's fucking insane, you know. But you're either really good at it and it doesn't affect you. Yeah, <laughs> you exactly. Know? And sometimes you just have to remind yourself, the, like the humanity and the perspective of like, holy shit, like people just live here. And yeah, that's right. Crazy, and they choose you know? to, and they hopefully enjoy it <laughs> well yeah exactly the same way like like flying out here every time a plane takes off i'm like this is fucking crazy <laughs> yeah like, i still can't believe that's a thing and yeah. it's been a thing for so long and i'm still like i don't know man like i don't know if this is gonna work <laughs> I, I, I saw a video and i don't know if it was real or not someone was sharing a video of a plane that was taking off like vertically it was like it started going on the runway and then it like tilts way the fuck up and basically goes like straight up and oh, then out. And I, God. I, I was trying to look to see if it was somehow doctored, but I couldn't really tell. But if that's the case, I just can't imagine <laughs> our future for flight is, is going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. I like looking at the weather flying back. So I got to fly back tonight. It's like, it's going to be negative, maybe possibly negative 30 degrees in Minneapolis. <laughs> so my biggest concern <sighs> is not even like getting to the airport on time or whatever. It's like, is that plane going to land and stop with like, it's been snowing there. Like, is it going to land there with it being absolutely freezing? And it's been, yeah. like when I left on early Tuesday morning, it was negative 23 degrees. I was standing outside the airport having a cigarette, you know? Right. Just, and just chilling here literally like 40, 50. Like today I sat outside the porch having coffee, like sat outside of the yeah. window outside, you know? Just knowing, because I looked at it like the absolute, like Middle Earth cold it's going to be when I get back for <laughs> yeah. at least a, like a couple months. Colorado's broken me from the Midwestern weather. Like you know, being on the other side of the lake, yeah, from Chicago, we just get that oh, yeah. nasty, like dank, cold, like wet, and like you didn't realize how wet it was until I experienced what dry weather is like out here. Right. I've been broken forever on on winter and just cold weather. I I when I went back to Michigan a few weeks back to do an early Christmas thing and I mean it was I was glad because it was actually snowing versus just being gray and shitty like it usually is in sure. December, but yeah. I was I just got off the plane I'm like 
uh, that just like that wet cold just automatically just oh yeah got absolutely. me and i don't think like a lot of the reasons that people stay in minnesota people are like why do you say it? it's like because of the other 10 months yeah like exactly. if, you could get, if you can get through january and february the rest of it's pretty awesome yeah you know what i mean summers and, in michigan are awesome I, yeah we had all the you know cliche like all the seasons and whatever but yeah there's a reason that people stay there no definitely you know people who complain about where they live it's like most of them can usually leave you know there's a reason we don't because yeah. the other 10 months are worth it. Yeah, you know? right. I mean, yeah. There's People don't just stay places that suck because, like, eh, well, you know what? Here's where I am. You nope. Know? It's just like every year. It's like, all right, this is the time of the year where I put the blanket in the car and the extra glove yeah. and the hat. And that's just what I do now. Yeah. You, know? you prepare. You're not going to be caught off guard by that nasty old man winner. Correct. All right. So we got a few minutes left. And... I wasn't necessarily planning on doing this, but I thought this might be fun anyway. So uh, our, with our show, we usually do some like more invasive questions. We call them uh, yes. loaded questions and shit. Got it. I'm trying to remember some of Pete's because his are always really fucked up. Um, <laughs> so he used to do this segment called Good News, Bad News. So in this, in this specific question, the good news is you can acquire literally any drink you want. You, okay. know, you could get some of that fucking Lambic. You could get PBR. You could get a whiskey. Okay. Um, and it, 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 it can just be there for you in any quantity you want. Okay. The problem is you got to suck a bull's dick to get it to show up. I think I'm butchering this question. Okay. So I have an endless supply of my yes. whatever booze I want, and yeah. I, but I can only get one at a time for sucking a bull's dick. Yeah. It's basically the bull's semen magic. Are you asking how many times I would do it a day? <laughs> I was going to say how many times you do it, but sure. Let's, let's start with a day. <laughs> Um, God, I wish I knew like how fast, how easy it was to make a bull come. <laughs> like if I knew, like if I knew it was like some animals are like super fast. Like if I knew right, it was right. like a twenty second job, or it feels like a dolphin. You know, it's like boom, done. Like yeah, that. Be all day, until <laughs> just like, all day, this, every yeah, day. I'd suck the skin off of it. <laughs> <laughs> suck the skin off. Uh, of it. Yeah, that guy, that bull would be so tired of me. <laughs> right, he just he'd probably be like charging just to get away from you. Yes, be like Pepe Le Pew chasing the cat. Yeah, he'd be so sick of me. Um, <laughs> I would probably, yeah, probably a bunch of times a day. Okay, because because once again, like if I can get, if I could suck a bull off and I could get like a glass of Pappy Van Winkle, yeah, like some real top shelf fucking whiskey. Yeah, I mean, you're not gonna shy away from a bull's dick over some PVW. Well, no, and then also like the more you the more you did it, the less you'd feel bad about it. That's true, yeah. Like you would also ha- you would also be getting drunk, so then it's like then when you yeah. get, like by the eighth time, yeah, you're just like huh, whatever. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> and you know how it goes too. Like you wouldn't have to it's do like, the same effort as like, you did the first time. It's a nipple you know? of a baby's bottle for all you know at that. Yeah, point. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like with that chug, you just be like, like yeah, you know, yeah. just like a like a hamster on a little water yeah, thing. Just exactly, and yep. you're done. You know, just yeah, I would leave. say probably a lot of times a day. <laughs> a lot of times. A lot of times a day for sure. I like that. It's vague, but it's accurate. It is very accurate. <laughs> uh, one of my other favorites of his was he loves this one. You, the good news is you are a well loved house cat. Okay, and the family, uh, you know, it's very loving. You're, you're in a good place, but the bad news is you suffer from cri- crippling alcoholism. Okay. How, as a cat, would you feed your addiction? You know, you know, if you're not drinking this alcohol, you're getting the shakes. You're getting all the withdrawal symptoms. Like you're hardcore into it. You're how, hardcore as, into it. And how, as a cat, would you feed your addiction? Ooh! Immediately, I'm thinking gasoline. <laughs> like drinking it? 
Well, yeah, because there's a lot of things that you could drink. Like you could actually get into yeah. in the house that you could probably get a hold of that have alcohol in it. I yeah, mean, you could drink bleach. That's not quite alcohol, but it might give you the same. I'm sure. It'll definitely cure your shakes. Um, <laughs> gasoline. I'm thinking. Ooh. Yep, that's it. You gotta go. Gas, to, you yeah. got. Yep, you gotta go to the garage and, and just go poke, big, go poke, gasoline. Yep, you gotta find a way to poke a hole in the gas. <laughs> yep. Yeah, as a cat, how do you think you'd pull that off? I'm uh, thinking like a screwdriver. Okay. Like you can put, you could two paw. They could two yeah, paw. Yeah, yeah. They don't have the opposing thumbs, but they could probably double paw. Well, it they down. wouldn't have to do it in one punch. It'd be like you could Shawshank it. You could do yeah. like a little couple punches a day. Yeah. You know, you'd want to speed it up because obviously you start yeah, getting you, shakes and you'd be like, yeah. Yeah. I feel like a cat too could uh, hold it down with like the front paws and then use the back paws to like kind of punch it through. You know what I'm saying? Like aim it, right? And then you know because they got they got all those I would also, those paws to work in there. They damage. do have four paws that would also work. I would say though too though if the if the family was really like nice and loving that you could always like always just wait for them to pour something you could just knock it over. There you go. And just yeah. like lick it up real fast. Yeah, just that. you know if they were in a, like a like they wouldn't beat you or like punish you or like throw you outside. Like, yeah. that's kind of a move. Just wait, like hope you're not living with sober people because that would be weird. Yeah, you know. But if like yeah, yeah every what? time every time he pours like a beer or whatever, you know, it's like oops, I'm thug cat. Yeah, there or just go. once because you wouldn't need that much to get drunk too. Probably so not. So if you knocked off one like every like day or two like that, you know, probably stave off the DTs a little bit. Well, and also then maybe like the people would be like, oh, that's so cute. Like we should film him doing. That <laughs> yeah, like he loves my wine. So then much. you could suddenly make a shitload of money like grumpy cat yeah then you're like you get your wine cat and you're selling like you, wine cat t-shirts yeah you're a like meme that. and then you're just fucking in the the internet money yeah i would think that would be gasoline or like just sabotage yeah because <laughs> you gotta get it i mean there's, like i said there's other you could get like vanilla extract there's other shit in the house that would technically that's have, true like alcohol in it but those are much more resourceful answers than some of the other ones we had in the past <laughs> what are some of the other ones just like, uh, mostly just like tipping over a drink or like yes. the, the initial one not like finding gasoline or vanilla <laughs> extract and shit well I was trying to think like what was the replacement because you're not going to be able to like necessarily maybe open a bottle yeah. or a can or something like that but then like you could like go huff gasoline off a lawnmower or something like there's probably yeah. some kind of options because once again it's a tiny tiny little thing it yeah. doesn't, need, like, a, doesn't need like eight beers yeah, that's true. It's not like, like it's not like us, right? Us, us hardened yeah, veterans. Yeah, it's like half of us. Yeah, it's not a complete drunk. Even if it was a complete drunkard, it would still wouldn't take that much. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Their, their livers are just tiny and minuscule. Yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely gonna believe you on that one. <laughs> yeah, I'm just guessing. I don't. I don't know shit about cat's anatomy. <laughs> you find out they're all the whole body, right, the liver, the entire tail, is just their liver, <laughs> the liver tail. Yeah, gross. <laughs> yeah, that is quite gross. <laughs> all right, uh, last one I want to ask is. Uh, I want to make sure I ask this one right. <clears throat> so, kind of going back to the bull thing, you can get the most delicious drink of whatever you like, known to man, okay. to you. Um, and it's acquired by your best friend's tears. Now, they can't know that their tears make these drinks for you. Okay. How do you make them cry to get these beverages? Ooh. Um... I would first employ music. Okay, yep. Because that's always uh, yep, that's a that's good, easy. That's a good start. And me and Ryan had a good cry last night over some good music last All night right. so on the couch. So that would probably that one. I would use um, music and I would tell them a very sad story about myself. <laughs> yeah. Just go down that route. Just like, All yep, right, I would say, bring them down. I'm sending you this song because... And then I would tell them some like 
yeah. dark, dark shit. Yeah. Just yeah. get get down in there. Or not even dark stuff, but I could like like with somebody like Ryan or somebody else, I could send him a song and be like, This just makes me think of like you that you're a wonderful person and reminds me of you know. <laughs> Yeah. That's good. Yeah. But I would definitely I would definitely use music because it's a it's almost like a, it's kinda of like steroids in that situation. Yeah, man, totally. Like any song you know, or not any song, but like, you know, you get the right song and it just Right, it'd be like the difference yeah. between like if you took somebody to like their father's grave, yeah, or you took them to their father's grave and you played like his favorite song, yeah, like that's the steroid part. Like you're almost doubling down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's like, you know, like you're, let's see, this this is gonna this, happen. This regardless, is, this is definitely gonna happen. Yeah. I was just gonna take him to the tombstone, but then I decided to bring a picture and I'm gonna play his favorite song and stuff yeah. like that. Definitely crying. No, that's a good point because I've definitely Ooh. been like running either at the gym or just out running, and like there'll be like I have. A, certain play mixes I, I like when I'm running and every now and then there'll be a song that like hits me I'm like oh shit this is one that gets me oh no and, like I'm trying to run and I'm like the right, tears I was just are thinking, going like, if I if I if it was if we were talking about like Ryan specifically like I could take him to a place oh sure like I know there's a place because we've already been there yeah and we already like cried you know what I mean? So if it's I wanted like, to, like, I could drive and be like, "Hey, let's stop by here." It's like finding your like, old play a song. It's like it's, it's like finding your old fishing hole. Like, all right, let's go to the old yeah, standby. But it, yeah, <laughs> but I was like, where, like, as far as like, where were the locations? Because I thought about like bringing somebody to like a, a like a grave or something like that. And it's like, yeah. oh, I know, I could, I definitely would like have a place. Yeah. And I'd be drinking for free all the time, <laughs> and it'd be delicious. Ryan'd be crying like a baby. <laughs> and then, <laughs> I mean, the, the important question is, would you share? Always share. Always share. That's one yeah. of my biggest. Yeah, with drugs and alcohol, you have to share. Yep, amen. They're to be shared. They're not to be hoarded. <laughs> it's it's no fun by yourself. I mean, it can be fun by yourself. No, but no it's I'm more not fun saying. No, I'm not at all saying drink my last beer. Yeah, that's, that's not what I'm saying. No. I'm saying if I have a lot of beer, you're welcome to some beer. But if it's your last beer, but if my last beer, I might off. even give it to you, but definitely ask. <laughs> yeah. I might, I might, Don't assume. Never assume. Yeah, for sure. I might like give into that but and the same with drugs too like yeah you can have some can i bar- can i get a bowl yeah don't, don't bowl. clear the bowl <laughs> yeah don't take my last one but of course you can come over and just take a bowl or i'll smoke you up or whatever yeah yeah, yeah. because like a lot of things the selfishness that would involve if you had a lot of beer and you would not give somebody the want a beer you're like you love beer yeah why don't you give me some beer you love I it i know you know i would love it because you love it this is why we're friends right yeah why aren't you giving me the beer well I, i'm gonna thank you then for sharing what i assume was the last mike's hard strawberry lemonade it's the last ever actually <laughs> the last After ever you drank it yeah that's, no that's the last one no one well, then i feel like i just did one. the earth a service and uh you're welcome planet earth i'm just happy that i found i brought you a beer that you've never had <laughs> yeah i know that's that's that is a stretch that's hard to do so well, Mike, man, thanks for coming on, and uh, thanks for coming all the way to Denver to be on our podcast. You bet, brother. We're going to do some more drinking, though, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Right on, man. Yes. Well, uh, have a good flight home, and uh, enjoy your new year. Have a good one.